Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, and other places as well, and former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of shows covering the NBA, the NFL, your favorite team in all of those sports, including the Portland Trail Blazers here on Locked On Blazers. Welcome back to the show. When we last spoke with you, we gave you a full report from Game 3 of the Blazers-Warriors series. The Warriors came back from 17 points down in Game 3 to win 119-113 to take a 3-0 series lead. As you may know, no NBA team has come back from a 3-0 series deficit. And uh, while we don't have a whole lot to add uh, to... Uh, the the outlook for the series and, and things of that nature. Uh, there were a couple of updates uh, that you should be aware of heading into Game 4, uh, which uh, very well could be the last game of the season for the player, Blazers. And it's looking uh, very likely that it will be the last game of the season. Uh, and one of those changes is uh, not so surprising. It's something that I thought... Uh, would happen, but now we officially know that Yusuf Nurkic will not play in Game 4. After making a return last night in Game 3, he played 17 minutes. He had a minutes restriction playing uh, for the first time in three weeks uh, after they diagnosed him with a non-displaced fracture in his right fibula. So uh, he made a comeback, according to Terry Stotts, who talked to Mike Richmond of the Oregonian. He said that uh, Nurkic did not do any further damage uh, and there is some soreness and tenderness so they don't want him to play through that and also, you know, read between the lines, they don't want him to play through it when they're down 3-0. One of the points that Kevin Pelton made when we found out that Nurkic would be playing is that him coming back in game three was, uh, you know, pretty much the, the only, the, the last time if they were going to play him at all, where it could have made a difference in the series. It did it. It did make a difference. It did not make the difference that they needed. And the Blazers are doing the right thing here for their future for Nurkic, uh, in, in resting him. And, uh, he said, you know, his leg is still broken. 
he said he just wanted to go out there and try. Obviously, the Blazers uh, don't want to get swept in this series, uh, so they will be, I assume, coming out and playing with some pride. But uh, you know, with all that said, the Warriors are still the Warriors. They're going to get Kevin Durant back, and uh, I'm sure they'd like some time off maybe in between games uh, to rest for themselves and also uh, maybe just create a little space and, and lack of, uh, of tension uh, between this series and the next series where that stress is going to be ramped up again uh, while they wait on their head coach. And uh, Steve Kerr spoke with reporters uh, just a few minutes ago uh, here in Portland and uh, you know multiple reports uh, saying that he is not ruling out being out for the postseason entirely, that he's definitely not going to coach in game four of the uh, Blazers-Warriors series, so they're going to be without him once again. So uh, I think you also can't discount the fact that uh, that may motivate the Warriors to play a little bit harder even and, and motivate them to wrap this series up, not have another game to worry about in this series and just uh, be able to have some time off in between series while the Clippers and Jazz fight it out. So uh, I, I, I think the, the Warriors uh, will be plenty motivated to get the sweep in this one Uh just based off of the circumstances, and I, I, I think you can't also discount, too, uh, the Cavs just swept the Pacers, and so those two teams are going after each other this whole season, and uh, I think you're fooling yourself if the Warrior, if you don't think the Warriors are paying attention to that. So uh, I'm sure they want to get a sweep, and they want to not prolong this series any longer. They want to go home and rest, not go home and prepare for a Game 5. So I suspect the Warriors will come out strong in Game 4. Uh, they probably will get Kevin Durant back is is what I what all the reports have kind of indicated, that he could have played in Game 3, but the, Blazers, the Warriors just wanted to be cautious. So uh, I think we will see him in Game 4. And the Blazers being without Nurkic, you know, they're just going to, it's going to be what, what it's been like for the rest of the series. I think it was uh, good to see Noah Vonley play well down the stretch and play well for extended stretches in game three. I thought that was really encouraging his performance, being that he's so young and being that he had such a tough first two games. Uh, I think that, you know, this game for, for him will be a, a valuable experience. Dame and CJ are not going to just uh, pack for Cancun. These guys want, well, they already have the respect of the Warriors, Dame and CJ do, but you know they don't want to get swept. Nobody wants to get swept. And so uh, they're going to come out with a lot of pride. They're going to come out uh, ready to go. Uh, they won't have Nurkic, so they, they're not going to have that, that energy to kind of buoy them. But uh, I suspect they'll go back to the small look. They didn't really change the the starting lineup outside of swapping Nurkic for Vonleh, which I thought was interesting. I think they'll just go back to that unit with Lillard, McCollum, Turner, Harkless, and uh, and Vonleh. Uh, I, I think that uh, 
that really makes the most sense uh, as far as the the move for them without Nurkic, and that's been the move for them uh, in all the games that he hasn't played. So, yeah, so no Nurkic, 3-0 series lead for the Warriors. Portland uh, is is really uh, in a tough spot, but uh, you know they're going to come out hard. That that's uh, especially with these stakes. And if they don't, you know that's that, that's going to be uh, more surprising than if they do come out hard. And uh, credit to the Warriors again. I, I know I talked about it a lot on the last podcast after Game Three, but. Uh, they just really are, are just so spectacular to watch, and uh, I'm not mad that Kevin Durant chose the Warriors. It's definitely his choice. He is choose. He, he's free to go wherever he wants. He's free to uh, choose the life that he wants for himself. Uh, but as a basketball fan, it's just not that fun. Like it's just it, the Warriors are so fun and so amazing and so dominant and so spectacular. That group of Draymond, Iguodala, Clay, and Steph is like, you know, that's like the Barcelona trio. That's like, you know, the the, the old Barcelona teams with Iniesta and, and Xavi uh, leading the way in the middle with Messi. It, it, it's like it, that is that iconic of a group. And when you have that group in addition to Kevin Durant, who's the – you know, a top five NBA player at the very least. And in terms of, you know, trying to stop him, you know, could be one of the top two players when he's get it, when he's got it going, uh, along, you know, alongside LeBron, I think he's right there in that, in that ballpark. It's just, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches and you just so much see how much they don't need him. And it's just so, uh, it, it, it really is something that I don't really think we've ever seen. I think another, you know, I, I just mentioned Barcelona with all those guys, but, you know, I guess in this uh, metaphor, Cleveland is the Real Madrid to uh, Golden State's Barcelona. But then when you add Durant, it's like they're Bayern Munich in the German league, which for those of you who don't follow European soccer, which is fine if you don't, because it takes a lot of effort, and I don't even really watch it as much as I uh, wish I could. But anyway, I do know that Bayern Munich always wins their league by an insane amount of points. They always have just an enormous gap between themselves and the rest of the German league. And uh, that's just how it feels with, with Kevin Durant on the Warriors. It just feels like a team that has all of the stars in the world that is just going to take it to you no matter what. And that's, you know, that's, that's sports. That's, those are some of the greatest teams that we've seen. And, uh, you know, eventually they will get tested, I think by the Cavs, but, uh, you know, if it's not the Cavs, I don't, I don't, it's going to be really hard, I think to, for anybody to beat them. And they are just so, so good. Uh, and, uh, it's just, it's incredible to see how much better they are, uh, and, and how much they almost don't even really need Kevin Durant. Uh, and, and that was just another thing that, that stood out uh, after, you know, watching that display last night. So uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, this edition of Locked On Blazers. We don't really have a whole lot else to discuss in terms of this series. Uh, I mentioned that Cleveland 
won. They swept. They won that series 4-0. All of those games were pretty close down to the wire, but uh, Cleveland won 106-102 in Game 4 in Indiana to to end the the Pacers season to send them fishing and the Rockets won uh, a thriller not too that wrapped up not too long ago uh, well not really a thriller it was a close game it wasn't a thriller uh, it was not a good game and the the Rockets won it feels like that series is over OKC down 3-1 uh, we know all the 3-1 jokes but uh, the way that OKC lost that game, uh, you know, and and now going having to go back to Houston uh, makes it really hard for me to see the Thunder extending that series. And also, by the way, after the Blazers wrap up, we'll still be talking about the playoffs, uh, still be talking about uh, the league. So don't worry about that. We will still have. Uh, analysis of that and you know how it may relate to the Blazers maybe some teams that you see that maybe well hey maybe that guy could maybe that team could be a place for Alan Crabb or something like that you know or or just philosophical things that we can learn from the playoffs uh, that maybe could you know help us learn more about the Blazers but uh, a couple of the other series that are going right now uh, Toronto uh, with uh, a really nice win on Saturday, everyone, including myself, was ready to write them off, but they came back and showed they're a veteran team. They have been there before, and I think that game, you know, if nothing else, I know that there's been a lot of discussions about the values of playoff experience, but uh, you know, Toronto lost in the first round. You know, they they lost, they would lose in the first round to Brooklyn. They uh, got absolutely they got killed by Washington a couple of years ago uh, in the first round and and all this stuff and uh, they got their heads bashed in multiple times in the postseason but in that game against Milwaukee that shows to me the value of just having guys that have been there before they know that the series is not over when uh, just because you get down and just because you have a bad loss and if nothing else uh you know, Toronto, they're in a tough spot. Not going to really talk about where, you know, they're going to go as a franchise because that series isn't over yet. But to me, you know, that showed what value there is in the postseason. I mean, Toronto has so many playoff games under their belt, and Portland doesn't have nearly as many because they, they've only, you know, they've been to the playoffs. They, you know, they didn't go to the conference finals, but they have that experience. And to me, just having been there, knowing what that's like, like, that value showed from was shown to me by the Raptors winning game four and turning that series around because you know they were that team that got crushed and and got swept and really had no answers and looked broken but they in this series looking like they were teetering looking like they were on the edge they came back and won that game and so to me that is where you can find that experiential value in the playoffs that I think is almost impossible to quantify. But uh, that Toronto win, the way they grinded that out, uh, to me was an example that, hey, playoff experience matters because that Bucks team has never been there before and they have been the better team, I, in my opinion, and I, I thought they were the better team. But the Raptors show how valuable experience can be. And even though Portland... Uh, May, is likely going to get swept, I think that experience is valuable to guys like Vonley, to guys like Harkless, again, to have another series. Uh, 
Dame and CJ to have another series under their belt because I don't think you can ever have too much playoff experience. So uh, the, the Toronto-Milwaukee series I think is an interesting series uh, to look at. Uh, Atlanta with a surprising victory, I thought, after Washington kind of handled them. Uh, they blew out the Wizards yesterday uh, to get on the board in that series. The Wizards lead that one 2-1. And then the Memphis Grizzlies, which uh, in the game that a lot of folks said was the game of the year so far in the postseason, they won to even their series with San Antonio Spurs at 2-2. They won 110-108 in overtime. So... Uh, that series is still good. Lots of great playoffs uh, still going on. So even though the Blazers are down three one or three zero, excuse me, they wish you they wish they were down three uh, one. But uh, yeah, uh, lots of still still lots of great basketball left to be played. Uh, Boston and Chicago going right now. Uh, one final note too on the Blazers Warriors series from our friend uh, Chris Haynes from ESPN.com. He had a really interesting story uh, uh, detailing what the uh, some of the trash talk from Draymond Green. Where this is a quote from the article uh, that Green apparently said to Mo Harkless to kind of mess him up in the games and he would yell at him when he would be on the perimeter baiting him to shoot saying quote you ain't gonna shoot it you're still chasing that petty ass change which is a reference to Harkless not attempting a three in the final four games of the regular season which was a headline grabbing moment and it got Draymond's attention and it gave him some ammunition to use against Harkless so uh uh, the Blazers, I'm sure, if nothing else, also just want to win one to shut Draymond up for one game. So we'll see if they can actually do that. Uh, it's going to be tough without Nurkic. I, I don't think it's going to be very likely, but uh, one more game for them. And uh, I think it's going to be at least a valiant effort from from the guys uh, tomorrow. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast, we are there. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Blazers. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Send questions to the show at LockdownBlazers at gmail.com. And we will be back with you to discuss what happened in game four. And... Maybe it's the season obit. Maybe it's uh, one more game left. So we'll see. But until then, 